All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Talalite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we are going to get real thick into um, the Logan film. But before we get to that, we have a lot of news that we want to get through. So um, I'm going to start it off real quick. Attached to Logan, we got our first look at a Deadpool teaser. Um, how appropriate! Just, how appropriate for such a dark film to have a light beginning. It was, uh, it was, it was quite, it was quite the uh, unbalanced there. I felt it was. I they got it didn't I, happen after the movie, actually. Right as a post credit sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually would have been kind of funny. Like, actually, hey, you really, you're really depressed. Hey, look at this. <laughs> real, just so you guys know, um, there is going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you've not seen Logan, don't listen to this episode yet. Wait till after you see it. But what yeah. would have been funny is if Deadpool showed up at the end on Wolverine's body, splooging <laughs> on it or something like that. Oh, I wasn't gonna go there, but sure. <laughs> I'll go there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the teaser, it was it was fine for what it was. It wasn't as good as the first round of marketing, but they're still that's that's the first thing. You know, they're gonna wrap they're gonna, they haven't even started shooting the movie yet. So it's, I thought it was pretty clever with it like, was clever. Oh yeah, it was the, clever. The Superman like Richard Donner booth with like his that was funny. being attached, you know, she's always attached to the uh, Fox movies and that was clever. <clears throat> um, these little these little hints at what's to come. We knew that you know cables coming in this movie. You know, you pointed out hope. I didn't really, I didn't even see that in the in the trailer. And then and then when I looked it up, it's it appears twice in it. Yeah, I I feel and I you know we can talk a little bit about this. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of going off of it, but. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Dave and I were t- saying that. Simon Kinberg plans on, you know, he's writing the next uh, X-Men movie. Um, then you, we have X-Force and we have New Mutants. I feel like Deadpool's going to be the new kind of thread in these launch, films. Launch point? Well, what, yeah. What, what, the, let me, the Claire I, Temple, you know, like the person who's in all of them that you just kind of like see for a second you know what I mean? that kind of ties them all together especially for new mutants we know that's a that's a fact or not new mutants sorry um yeah x-force x-force yeah you know you know what showed up in new mutants right that's his first appearance yes new, new mutants 98 so yes. he's yeah you're right, you're right. so um, this is the way i look at it is like if if logan marks the end of the x-men franchise in a way and Deadpool is kind of like this new, like, force to be reckoned with, and new launch from mutant kind in the, in the Fox universe. I mean, that it's it's because they keep saying like Deadpool one was not connected to this universe. Logan is not connected to this universe. What? So what? What is? Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. So I mean, they do what they want to do, but at the same time, when you take a look at Hope in the comics. She was like this new, she was this new quote unquote hope uh, that would relaunch the, the the mutant race and everything like that. So in Logan, you have mutant races died off. So perhaps they're going to 
especially since Deadpool and Cable, that whole comic had to do with time travel. Maybe it has something to do with like repairing the timeline and creating this new timeline and, and relaunching an X-Men series for the future. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they're going to do some time travel stuff. Maybe uh, retcon again the um, the timeline. Why not? Sure. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't even know what to think. I mean, it's like after Apocalypse and then Logan, the it's just like these highs and lows of of the franchise. And I. I Let's let's let Deadpool take us away to this this uh, this new whole new world, yeah, Aladdin exactly. style. That's it. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see kind of where they go with that. But we knew Cable is coming, and the you know rumors are flying around. Is it <laughs> Russell Crowe? Is it Pierce Brosnan? Is it uh, what was the latest Ron, one? I don't know. There was Ron Perlman was there. No. Um, wow. Russell Crowe is the newest one. I still want it to be what's his name from Avatar? Um, Jake Sully? No. Oh, no. The, uh, yeah, yeah. The general guy. Whatever his yeah. name yeah. is. Uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, that guy would be um, awesome. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. He's a badass. Yeah. That guy looks like Cable. He does. He would be the perfect Cable. And he could play it like he he can he has little moments of humor, right? But you know what I mean, like to play off of that. I think he could do it. Yeah, I mean, Cable is like this mix of like true badassdom and like seriousness, but at the same time, when you put him in a comic that was so successful at Deadpool, it worked, and it was yeah. a very 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 entertaining, and uh, I love that comic. So yeah, Stephen Lang was definitely is was. Could be my uh, first choice for that for that role, definitely. Exactly. Um, all right, keeping on Marvel, uh, Inhumans started filming. Um, we got our first look at Black Bolt as well as Lockjaw, and confirmed that the new humans will appear in the show. Um, what? Charles Soule's new humans, so we'll have like uh, Reader, possibly Miss Marvel at this point. I don't know what they're about. Yeah, this was announced today. So they're, I, I, they're about getting crazy with that shit. What did you think of the behind the set picks? Did you see them? I did. I did. Um, you know, after the slew of casting announcements within like a day or so. Um, <clears throat> I mean, my my biggest question was like, how are they going to get something this this big of a scope ready for this fall? Like they set the date. They set. It's going to be an IMAX. It's going to be on TV. We're going to make it happen. Like, okay. And all of a sudden, everybody's cast and they're shooting. So, hey. September. Yeah. So, I mean, I have full faith in in Marvel Studios. I have no problem with what they do, period, Um, except for some of their villains. But, um, hey, if they can can make this kind of, like, ambitious project work, then please, uh, let's do this and let's do more. Well, let's think about it. I mean... We have seen zero from episode eight. And of course we have to talk about Star Wars every single episode, guys. You should be used to it. And that's because Disney and Lucasfilm knows what they're doing. Like, you know what I mean? So we've we've really seen some stuff of New Brubnik, but we've not seen anything else. 
I believe that they have had this show cast. They've obviously had to have done all the pre-production for it because it's going to be heavy CGI. And you know what I mean? Like they, maybe they've already been shooting a couple episodes at this point. We don't know. We just got leaked some photos and it was probably yeah. like, Hey, let them know that Lockjaw is actually going to be in here. Let's throw that in there at the fans. Well, I mean, they, they released that casting call and then they released like the whole cast within a day and a half, which means yes, they had the whole cast already planned out. So, I mean, how can you, how can you announce this big of a project without having certain bricks in place to make it happen? Like within a small, like, time span i would say i mean yes these days you can make things happen but at the same time tv goes exponentially faster than um, movies i I understand that but at the same time we're talking about a combination that truly is a movie combined with tv which is unprecedented that's that's filmed imax filmed in imax well game of thrones didn't they do that in their first um episodes last year Listen, we're talking about HBO versus ABC. I mean, Game of I Thrones know, versus Agents of Shield. Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about uh, uh, you and I. I mean, we we can we can sit here and say that, but at the same time, Agents of Shield is is has been a C plus show for four years, <laughs> and now all of a sudden they want to put out Inhumans, a show, uh, a, a concept that was a movie in the Marvel. Uh, studios universe a, a a movie that that tackles characters that are like very obscure um and and just the thought of it being connected to a tv universe is is mind-boggling in the first place and shooting an imax um it's uh, if they pull this off then they they are they are kings there has Here. not been any confirmation that it has anything to do with either the cinematic world or the TV world on ABC or the TV world on I, Netflix. I know it doesn't, but at the same time, it kind of has to have something to do with both the Age of the Shield and, of course, what's coming in Infinity Infinity Wars. How how do you have Infinity Wars without the royal family? Seriously, dude, don't uh, you know I'm on that that same page, but until they actually come out and say it, or until we see it right now, because of how they've handled their quote unquote, it's all connected universe. I have zero expectations for them to be connected at all, but I'm happy to see that the Inhumans is filming. I'm going to see it in the theater when it comes out. So are you, so we're going to move on because we could stay on it forever, but just be glad. We're all glad it's filming. Or Matt. Um, or sad. <laughs> right. The other not great information: uh, showrunner to Iron Fist, uh, Scott Buck, and in humans, right? Yeah, um, in Dexter, I think I can't remember. But Scott Buck uh, confirmed that Iron Fist is not going to be in his outfit uh, this season. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry. That a tattoo on the chest does not. A tattoo on the chest does not uh, do me any good. I mean, they showed him in the trailer. They showed him in these defender picks. I mean, you want Finn Jones running around with the, like his top off? That's fine, I guess. But that doesn't do the comic book fan any any justice, right? 
No, I mean, you've been, I mean, yeah, okay. So Luke Cage isn't in his quote unquote signature outfit, but since the. They still 80s, pay tribute to it. They pay t- tribute to it, but since the 80s, he's only worn a t shirt and jeans. Like, I'm sorry, for the majority of his career, that's what he wears. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you still paid homage to it. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to try to hold faith that maybe in that last episode he, he sees the mask. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay. Or, like, he gets to Kunlun and, like, he puts it on. Like, he, you know, and they go into, like, that huge tournament that happened in Immortal Iron Fist. And that's season two. I don't fucking know. But in Defenders, I'm sorry. I, I want to see him in that outfit. Listen. I've heard there's a dragon in this show. Mm-hmm. The, the dragon is in the show, so it's like you're doing the right thing, so why aren't you doing the right thing? So, yeah, that... that who knows? It could be a... Is, a, is a... is the tiniest of things that you could give the... Fa- well, sorry, it's a huge thing. But you should give it to the fans. I don't need it. Like, I think that people aren't understanding this. And, you know, we're going to dive a little deeper into it when we talk about Logan and rated our movies and stuff. But it's like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a quote-unquote attractive dude. That guy put himself through burn unit victim face and a mask for 90% of that film. He knew that the character was more important than Ryan Reynolds. And I'm sorry, like that's what's fucking important when it comes to these comic book films. It's get the character right, and then people will, you know what I mean? Like that—that's what they want. Like I'm sorry, like I don't care that Johnny Storm is black versus blonde, that kind of stuff, or like you know you want to throw in make Iron Fist Asian, I guess. But like I don't care. Put him in the fucking outfit. Like, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, outfit is iconic. Yes, it is. Like, you want to put Captain America in the outfit? You just put, a, like, a star on his chest and be like, oh, it's Captain America with a shield. Okay. Oh, my God. People would riot. He looks fucking... He looks goofy in that outfit in, in, in the first Avenger. But you put him in that outfit. Hello. Yep. Um, continuing sad news. <laughs> oh, you want to get angrier, do you? I know. Um, they are going, well, is this true? So this is what's up. It's not true. So let me preface it by saying this. ECC, the solicitations, (laughs) ECCC, um, was this past weekend, Emerald City Comic Con, which honestly is now becoming a huge Comic Con for comic books, for comic I want to go. I really do because it's the one where oh, they, have, they have the um you know the the creators panel with like image and valiant and boom and all the comic book publishers are there and they're all talking and you learn so much comic book news more than all the other ones. All the other ones are more pop culture cons. So ECCC said that when Marvel was talking about their next line, which is Make Mine Marvel, that's their next summer event, Alex Ross released a painting. It it says uh, Generations. You see old characters and new characters and beautiful Alex Ross art as nobody else can do. Um, 
And anywho, they announced that, or didn't announce, Jeff Lemire on any of the upcoming titles. Uh, Jeff Lemire currently is writing uh, Old Man Logan, Hawkeye, and isn't he writing like an X title, I think? Well, well, he wasn't, he was writing Hawkeye, but then uh, the other Hawkeye came into play and somebody else was writing that. So that was on hold. Well, Kate Bishop is like now Hawkeye, so maybe. That, that wasn't written by Jeff Lemire, though. Don't worry. Right. Which is really good. Well, he was writing all of them, and now they seem to have weeded him out, which yeah, exactly. is good and bad. It, I, yeah, I would, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the only reason I read some Marvel titles is because it was the Jeff Lemire. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I want to, he writes good stuff. Like I and he writes read, amazing stuff. I will, it's like I follow writers, not not characters. Well, some characters, but I follow writers as most comic fans should. <laughs> um, whether you follow artists, you follow writers, you follow you follow creative teams, and like you you take a look at like like Old Man Logan. It was Jeff Lemire and and Andrea Sorrento, Sorrentino, right? Mm-hmm. Who also did the like when they did the Green Arrow run, it was amazing. Like it just that's the kind of stuff that like comic books are made of. Um, so, what does it mean when a comic company like when DC first like they lost Jeff Lemire and he went to Marvel, and now Marvel lo- loses Jeff Lemire? I mean, Jeff Lemire uh, since oh God dating back to Sweet Tooth when I was reading him. I mean, just like. His he has blown up, and I think that wherever he goes, and I think that he does belong. Like, if he just but they announced a new Bloodshot series, right? So I think that's a huge, that's a huge mark in in his career, and also in just like the fact that he doesn't want to write for these big companies. He does believe in like the indie comic, and um, the fact that he was still write a character like Bloodshot. Like religiously, almost. Um, yes, says a lot. It says a lot about the kind of the kind of person and like what he wants to say about the comic industry in in the first place. I think what it is with these, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff um, with Image mm-hmm. and uh, Dark Horse as well. And I don't have anything against Boom or IDW. I don't want to slant. I don't want to slander anybody, but Boom and IDW, they they kind of do their own more like IP, you know, there's turtles and there's other stuff. Um, yeah. They have franchises. They have more franchise, you know, boom's got uh, big trouble in little China and stuff like that. So they're, they're kind of doing their own, you know, dark crystal. Um, they're doing their own kind of like basically eighties. Highlander. Yeah. They're taking eighties properties and turning them into comics, which I'm, we're both children of the eighties. I'm more than happy. We're, with all, that, we're all about, I buy those comics all day long. Of course I do. I just bought the Highlander, but yeah, <laughs> the image and, you know, we've been huge image fans since they, since they started and really pushing, you know, what Todd McFarlane really championed and those guys and Layfield and Lee and everybody. Um, and Eric, I, I never remember Eric's name. Who writes Savage Dragon? 
Eric Lyfield? No, Rob Lyfield. Oh, Eric yeah. Larson. Eric Larson. Eric Larson, yeah. Um, those guys really have been championing, you know, creator-owned comics, and I I completely understand that. And then on the other side of things is that even though Valiant has its own universe and you have to play within that universe, I believe you get so much creative freedom to do what you want because I've been, you know, we, we really preach Valiant on DFAT, but like the thing about them is like Chris, for example, has never read an Exo Manowar comic. They did 50 issues and then they go and they decide to do a number one, which comes out at the end of this month, I think on the 22nd. And we got an advanced review copy of it. And Chris read it. And, you know, you were blown away by it. Never read an Exo oh, yeah. before ever. And it's like, no. you don't need, like, they make it so easy to get into the comics and instantly attach yourself to the characters. And, like, I, you know, I've helped out Valiant a couple times at the at the comic book conventions. And people will be like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I want to start on issue 15. I go, issue 15 is the beginning of a new arc. And every single time they do a beginning of a new arc, they give you a backstory to the character in a cool way that makes it easy to jump in. And Jeff Lemire doing Bloodshot is one of those champions to do that. Absolutely. I mean, and that's and that's the thing that we 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 really like pound on Marvel about the like Marvel tries to do it like Marvel now they're like oh we'll jump on here jump on there well listen you've made your you've made these characters so complicated or changed them so many times that it, it, it there's no point to even trying to like do the backstory it's easy for us because we've been we've been comic book fans for years and years and years that we we kind of get the gist of things but it, it's valiant is is just like you said. I can I can say, all right, I'm interested in this character. Where, hey Casey, where do I jump on? Here, try this. Okay, I'm hooked. And now I can say, oh, well, all right, that's cool. I'll go back and read. I'll read the last, uh, you know, the the 25 or 50 issues from the last arc. And that's yep. and, and that's the beautiful thing about that um, how they treat their their characters in that universe. Yeah, and I I mean, this could be a whole podcast on its own as far as, like, so Marvel's going to be now renumbering their issues to kind of do what DC did. And let me just say this, and we can go on a little bit more, but when you have uh, Bruce Banner Hulk, Amadeus Cho Hulk, uh, what's her name? Is it Jessica? Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters, Hulk, but they're all called Hulk. How the fuck do you want a new reader to get in there and go, who is Hulk? Because you just told me all of them are. And like, it was okay. Okay. When you kind of did it with Thor and you're like, no, no, no. Jane Foster is not lady Thor, Thorina or whatever. It's just Thor. And I, and I, I went with it, but now it's like, who's Miss Marvel. Okay. Right. Who's Wolverine? Who's Wolverine? Who's, Who's this Hulk Wolverine? Yeah, so it's like, what the fuck are you trying to do to us? Like we, like even DC, as much as they kind of fucked up, like you know, Wally West is like Kid Flash. I'm sorry, that's that's who he is, and you know they, they've done their own bad things, but Marvel's really taken it to a new level lately. Yeah, but, but at least DC has like these families. You know, it, it makes more sense than what like making all these different characters 
these different well, levels. Well, they didn't say like this this Batman is this Batman, this Batman is you know what I mean? Like they didn't go and give me, you know, Dick right, Grayson Batman. No, Tim because Drake, DC, Batman. DC spent decades making Wally West a flash. Correct. They killed off Barry Allen in, in Infinite Christ, like Christ in Infinite Earth, and they were like, "All right, well, now Wally West is, and now we grew up with Wally West." Or like, Batman died, and Dick, like you said, Dick Grayson is Batman. So it's. But it wasn't like you started off with issue number one again, right. and right. said, "This is a whole new person." You know, it's just <clears throat> it makes it yeah. it makes it hard. You know, the renumbering. You know, I'm, I know there's some diehard Marvel fans, but for me personally, if you go and renumber it, I I don't know where the fuck I am right now. It's uh, like, you know, the last Sp- uh, Spider-Man I think was like 700, and then they re they renumbered it back to number one. So now, where am I at now? Am I at like 750? Yeah. Fuck. So well, it brings it a thousand. How can we have a thousand? Well, uh, Spider-Man's at 800 something. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no sense. True. No sense. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, couple things. Just little thing. Kevin Sorbo and Terry Hatcher are going to be on Supergirl as maybe villains. We don't know their role yet, but um, yeah, cool to see. Jackie might. Yeah, probably. Probably Jack his parents. Bitches. <laughs> you think that's who it is? I mean. Or do you- it, my wife you know and I have, probably is. My wife and I have had this whole theory since Manel showed up. He was supposed to be like it's like the Prince and the Popper type thing. He was he pretended like he was the prince's he was the prince's like assistant that he took the the mantle because. But I really think that he is actually the royal royalty of Daxum and that. Um, well, we already know that they already confirmed yeah, that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's the whole thing. They're coming there to prove that you know. They're gonna call him out, and it's gonna bring Monel into like the spotlight. Because why else would he be in the spotlight, like having sex with Supergirl? I mean, it's great. All. I mean, I, lo- I love that show, and it's, <laughs> it's it's so much fun and whatever. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's cool to see Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane on the screen again. Yeah, uh, in the same episode, I think that they're uh, that show's a lot of fun, um, and you know, despite what we. The doubts we had, we've talked about this before with transferring the CW and budget cuts. They've done a great job at keeping the show up to, you know, higher than standard, higher than it was last season. I mean, it's like it's the CW version of Supergirl. And I I can't wait till the end of the season to see where they uh, they take it. So, yeah, it's been great. Um, I love Kevin Sorbo. I mean, come on. It's Hercules. That's it. Yeah. Um, this last piece, do you want to talk about this now or should we just save it for like the end? I think we should mention it. Um, just cause we're in the, or a small little DC news time. Um, okay. so now the question is with the success of, with Deadpool and now the Uber success of, uh, Logan should, should comic movies lean towards the R rating? Um, Yes and no. It its own podcast. It's, it's a question. Should it, it? It should be in its own podcast because there are certain properties, yes, that do deserve an R rating, that do deserve the gore, the violence, the sex, the, viol- the swearing, whatever you want to do. There's different levels of comics from from 
comics made for kids to comics made for adults with the M rating. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's the same concept that comics were always kind of a storyboard for either TV shows or movies or whatever they want to be. There's different levels of everything in, in, in creative culture. So yeah. So does DC want to make R rated movies? Sure. Could it work with like, say a character like Lobo? Yeah. Could it work with the character like Superman? No. So DC saying this is kind of like, oh, we want to be, we want to be with the times. Well, what? That doesn't make any sense. This is still DC playing catch up. Yeah, I mean, there's been rated R comic movies for a long time now. Um, even DC properties. <laughs> yeah, but even DC properties have been turned like V for Vendetta, Watchmen. Yeah. 300 they're all vertigo so you know what i mean like constantine like they're already rated r right but these are vertical but vertical was always like that but it's still dc i know it is but they said they're sent they created this whole new entity in order to create these darker books i know but i'm just saying like the eu will something be rated r the only thing i could see is batman it's the only one that I could see because Batman could have sex, can have gore, doesn't have to ever swear, and it could still be a really good rated R crime his, movie. His villains are fucked up. Yes. You could do some amazing villains outside yes. of the Joker, even outside of the Riddler. Even Deathstroke, he will he will cut people up. He will blow them up. So um but I yeah, I think we'll have to it's a deeper uh, episode. Um, all right. Some other hits we'll kind of blaze through these a little bit here. Um, also coming out of ECCCC is... Uh, How many C's are in there? Three C's. That's a lot. EC squared, or sorry, EC cubed. Um, they confirmed, uh, speaking of Bloodshot, that there's going to be a director, um, Dave Wilson. Is Will there... Will there be? Yeah, he'll he'll be directing the Bloodshot movie. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be directed for Sony. Um, but Dave Wilson, you don't know his name, but he does. Uh, he's one of the people who work at Blur Studios, which um, Tim Miller created. Tim Miller, director of Deadpool and Blur Studios, and specifically Dave Wilson have done um, the uh, Bioshock Infinite cinematic trailer, as well as the latest and probably more of the night, or sorry, the Old Republic trailers, that insane one with the mother and daughter and that crazy battle. So, you know, I think it's cool. Like, obviously, people started off in music videos like David Fincher or, you know what I mean, Michael Bay making commercials, and then they go on to make real movies. So why yeah. not somebody who's actually using quote-unquote humans <laughs> to create you know a cinematic action set piece to to do it into the into the big screen so um i have hopes uh the writer eric um it seems like hesher i think he just wrote a rival which got nominated for an oscar he wrote oh, final destination five he wrote um he wrote some other good movies i can't think of at the top of my head look at don't forget tell.com i did an article on it but um yeah pretty pretty excited to potentially see 
um, you know, that character come to screen uh, first, because I know it's supposed to be Bloodshot, then Harbinger, then Harbinger Wars, which is Bloodshot in Harbinger. Then hopefully we'll see like, you know, Exo and I think in Harbinger Wars, we'll end up seeing like Faith and Exo and hopefully Archer and Armstrong, like just appearances. But we also have the live action Valiant this year. Like Valiant's going to blow up. It's, I hope so. I can't wait. So buy, can't buy, wait every, contending. Buy, every, buy every Valiant back, back issue you can right now. <laughs> yup. Do it now. Um, next, uh, I don't even know if I want to. It's kind of like a throwaway. People are talking about Jared Leto being possibly eyed to be in Tron 3, whereas the director, Joseph Kaczynski, also confirmed that Tron 3 is not coming out anytime soon. They have to get it right. Um, his quote was along the lines of at the time that Tron 3 or 2 came out, Disney had not owned Marvel and didn't own Star Wars. And now that it has like these two major. <laughs> properties they don't it's give not, a shit about tron exactly so it's <laughs> like we're gonna have to wait for them to give a shit about it i think they just sorry jeff bridges you have nothing to do until the big lebowski sequel wow i mean he did just also get a nomination for an oscar <laughs> for hell or high water which is fantastic <laughs> what do you say the oscars the oscars where they fuck up their uh, announcements for um <laughs> you know best picture of the year yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust those fuckers. So, um, next, uh, Terminator Two is going to be getting a 3D re-release this summer. Will you go? Okay. Yeah. Of course. I'm about to go see uh, Predator Two and Predator in, uh, in the theater. So I'll go see all these awesome James Cameron movies in theater, of course, and 3D. That's a, that's a no-brainer. James Cameron did not do the Predator movies, but he did do Aliens. You saw that last year. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, these old 80s movies. 80s, oh, yeah. 90s movies? Yeah. Fuck. Well, all about it. Yeah. Um, you want to tell me about this one? I don't even, I don't even know what this is. Uh, Star Trek, well, we discussed this a couple weeks ago where we were speaking about Oh, uh, dead chick. Yes. So she's actually not the captain. She, as you, as you said, she's actually the number one who is the main character of the show. So now they've announced that Jason Isaac uh, has joined the cast as Captain Lorca. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big jump for a TV show right there. Jason Isaacs, I think, is a pretty pretty uh, you know high level actor. And it'll be cool to see him on a CBS show. Um, but he's a Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy. He is. He is. He's also Scar uh, from The Lion King. And uh, no, that's that's Jeremy Irons. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but he is. He's still a good actor. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Alfred is uh, Scar. <laughs> and all my talking oh. points have faded away for the night. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I did not want to host the show. <laughs> I asked you to say one line. <laughs> yes, you did. 
Um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery. That show's been coming out for like two years. So hopefully, no, at, least ten, at least ten years, Casey. Don't don't well, lie yourself. It has been coming out for a while, right? I feel it was, like it's getting pushed. It was back. supposed to be on t- TV by February. Yeah, two months ago now. So uh, we'll see how that uh, pans out for them. We'll start. Um, well, Star Wars has at least uh, three movies in theaters by this uh, by this winter. Seriously, um, we have a renewal of Riverdale. Um, it's much be- much deserved renewal. <laughs> I love this show so much. I and I love that you got into it and the Seavage got into it, well, and I got another friend into it too. Exactly. I've gotten like I've gotten friends in this show. They're like, oh. Yeah, thanks for making me binge watch this show because I loved the comic as I was a kid. And it's yeah. even better. And it is because it's everything we loved as teenagers for like these teen dramas, but it's 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 like another it's it, it's another level above that at the same time. Yeah, I think it's um you know, you got a lot of like pretty much every character, like the adults, I recognized from when we were kids, like in movies, you know, and TV, like yeah. Steve Allrich and Luke Perry <laughs> and uh, Cliff, brother yeah. of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Dead Man on Campus references. I mean, it's just, it's, it's you and I do, but actually, I wanted to tell you this, and just as a little piece of movie trivia for you, towel lights out there. Um, Tom Everett Scott is in La La Land. <laughs> I was in like, he's not in Riverdale, but uh, I just was thinking about you know Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> it, it it all ties together. It's all connected. It is. It's the hashtag all connected. But uh, yeah, Riverdale, good show. Um, very CW, very CW, but it's it's very good. So, um, okay. This is a weird piece of information. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s are going to get their own cartoon. And I think you said, does does that mean that they're canceling the other one on Nickelodeon? And this is the new one. Next season is the final season for the uh, current run. I mean, it's been going on for fudge. Six, seven seasons, maybe? It's been a while. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's a wildly successful show. I mean, the toys have been steadily coming out from Playmates, and, you know, kids are buying them. My, my little is cousin. It, is I it, though? So, I mean, are we, watch, are we watching it? Would you, so, would you like, here's, here's, here's a question I throw at you, my friend, is that yeah, go. You, bought the to- you bought, like, the collection of figures from it. I did not. I brought my, the main core. You did, um, right. Six. Right, right. But have you watched more than, say, 10 episodes of that show? No. Yeah, me neither. Would but, you watch more than 10 episodes of a retro 90s TMNT cartoon? Here's two two points. To answer your question, most likely, yeah, I probably will. Um, but you know it's probably going to be the same. Uh, creative team behind it, I would imagine. But my other thing about that is, you know, just because, just because it takes place in the nineties, like, does it, and the animation is different. Like, is it a different show? 
No, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's the not. same characters. Like Baxter's still gonna be there. You know, instead maybe they'll add their frog people, uh, their cousins. But my my oh, other Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, I can't remember what their names are, but Bona, Napoleon Bonafrog. Bonafrog, yeah. Yeah. My thing is, is that you and I both have younger cousins. At least for me, they love that fucking show. I'm sure. What about your? Your nieces, you know, I think they probably do because, like, River has every toy that's right. from it. And but wouldn't they buy um, every toy for the next show, too? Probably. I mean, I just bought my other uh, godson, and, and those guys, I bought them a bunch of turtle stuff because they're obsessed with turtles. And this, put, is, this is their turtles. Let me put it this way. Okay, so their turtles ends, but then all of a sudden, this new turtles starts, and then Uncle Casey's like, oh my god. I love this new turtles. I'm not buying you anything anymore. <laughs> you don't need to. It's fine. Unless it's like a $300 one six scale Leonardo toy. Okay. So they, you're like, Oh my God, these nineties retro turtles, da, 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 and you get excited about it. They see you get excited about it. So what, who, who is Nickelodeon trying to really impress here? Us? The nineties one. Us. Yeah. For sure. Maybe the sales for those ones aren't as good. I think it's just... There's a lot of weird cartoons for, on these days, bro. You do something for six years. You gotta and do something new. You gotta do something new. Or um, old. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my only thing is like where you went with this show, where can you go differently in the 90s? I feel like it's holding you back, but I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but when it when it comes out, I will... I will check it out just to, to kind of see. I'll check it out more uh, than I will the last one, probably. Yeah. Last piece of news before we get to the main topic. The Nintendo Switch um, has premiered. I have heard mixed reviews as far as the console. I have heard rave reviews as far as Zelda. Um, do you want to get it or do you want to wait? From what I've read, I will not buy that fucking thing right now. I've heard that yes, the handheld version is great because it runs in 720 with Zelda and it's fun. When you plug it back in, it tries to run at 180 with Zelda and it glitches and blah blah blah. I I I that Kotaku review I read convinced me enough that I will not buy this system right now. I will yeah. maybe buy it after the first update, maybe when it drops on like fifty bucks just to play Zelda. I I want to play that Zelda game so bad because the Zelda game is getting rave reviews. And they're like, oh, it's so fucking awesome. But the Switch itself is getting like like what the fuck did Nintendo do? So This this Zelda game is getting reviewed like um Ocarina of Time reviews. Yeah. Like there's some people who are saying it is the best Zelda game ever made. Which I would believe it. I I could believe it. I could too because I think that's one thing that Zelda had been waiting for, which is unlimited. You know, um, open world. Open world. It's <laughs> it's a game that's begged for it. It's Zelda. You know what? Get fucking Rockstar to make a Zelda game. <laughs> like if they can keep 
if they can keep it PG, which they can't, but if they could, get them to make it. Because that's what Zelda needs. It needs, you go off on a side quest, you do your little thing, or, you know, I guess Crystal Dynamics can now that's do where it. where those fuckers got it from in the first place. Oh, yeah, that is, absolutely. There's no, but, there's no, there's no problem with what Nintendo does with the game itself. It's, it's the hardware is the issue this time. This time, yeah. So, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. You know what will happen, though? In a year or maybe not even, maybe in Black Friday, it'll be a Switch Zelda bundle. You'll get an extra controller. You'll get a, a Zelda-themed Switch. It'll be green. Yeah, it better be uh, it'll green. be gold. It'll look like the cartridge. Green that's and cool. gold, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and that's when I'll go, okay, I've caught up on my other games. Um, though not really because God of War <laughs> comes out and Spider-Man 4 comes out and all everything else comes out, but anywho. Because yeah, God of War is really the new Zelda, to tell you the truth. Okay. <laughs> it's it's something. Um, it's just, anything else that you want to throw in there? <laughs> not really. I mean, that's... Yeah. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, we are back, and let's get into our Logan review. So, man, there's, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. <laughs> I want I want to take it back in time a little bit. Yeah, like, go ahead. I mean, like your your favorite your favorite comic book character is what Spider Man? Yes, Chris, you know this. My to be honest, my favorite my favorite character of all time is is definitely Wolverine. Oh, I now mean, it is. Okay, you no. don't even have a Wolverine toy in your house. Let me let me put it this way. <laughs> let me put it this way. When Kids I was point. when I was when I was a kid, all all I wanted 
like all I wanted was like that Secret Wars Wolverine toy, like the yeah. very first Toy Biz action figure I ever wanted was Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the character that I related to, um, that I I had the comics to when I was a kid. So <clears throat> it's it it besides Batman is probably the the character I relate to. So. I mean, everybody loves Wolverine. It's it's an easy thing, but you know, it uh, this this movie this movie hit home because it was like I've loved what they've done with it in the movies. I, I you know Hugh Jackman has been, I think, a really good representation of the character, no matter what people say. I mean, for for a movie for a movie character, um, and this franchise. He's he's really put a lot of passion into it, and this final installment of of the the Logan Wolverine story it it really surpassed it surpassed my expectations. I I didn't really know what was going to happen when I walked into this movie. I didn't know how Fox would would treat the old man Logan storyline that they wanted to adapt. You know, I mean, the Mark Millar story is a thing of legends. It's it's something that could never be replicated by what by what Fox could even produce, um, by what the trailers showed. Um, but you know what they they read they this movie and what um, uh, I can't even pronounce the the director's name. <laughs> what, What's his name? Darren. For this guy, James Mangold. James Man. Oh, I'm sorry. James Mangold. Yeah, I can. I can pronounce his name. What they wanted. To, what what he wanted to like achieve with this movie. It 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 was amazing. Um. So. The western, the the samurai, the the lone man standing. The whole concept of that was just uh, they they hit it out of the park, and uh, to bring in characters like X twenty three and just make it so relevant, uh, it was it it just I I I don't know what else to say besides it just it just it it was a perfect closing to what to the X Men uh, saga I would say. Well. And I don't disagree with your points. I don't, other than, I don't think it's an end to the X-Men saga. So much. It's the end of this, this one. Wolverine. Yeah. But, um, it's, but this Wolverine is what actually kind of kicked it off, too. The Professor X with Patrick Stewart. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's, it's an end of an era. Th- that I completely agree with. Because, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. the next... You know, the next uh, X Men movie will have like those younger X kids um, in the 90s, 10 years away from the first X Men movie, but that's besides the point. That's a different timeline. They don't care about the timelines anymore. But point is, with this Wolverine film, um, you know, my cousin and I were talking about it, and he was saying it's it's the best representation of that character but it is not my favorite x-men movie no 
it's the best Wolverine movie by <laughs> pounds. That's not um, hard to do. It's it's not, but you know, yeah, Hugh Jackman's been doing it for seventeen years, and it's it's hard. Like no other actor other than Tom Hardy comes to mind as to who can take over the role. Um, and that's only because he physically looks a little bit more like Wolverine than a six foot three Hugh Jackman. Um, but it's hard to even think of who who would even take over this guy. What when was when was Darren Aronofsky attached to these films? That was that was a point at one at one time, right? Aronofsky maybe for three, maybe during that whole debacle. Maybe okay. Two. I mean. They did uh, the fountain together, Hugh Jackman and him. So, you know, they talked <laughs> at least. So that, that was that was what I was referring to. I guess I got confused as usual. So yeah, no, they. Which that movie's phenomenal, but um, the, the thing about the wolf, like this movie, it was like just like what you said. I didn't expect what I was going to get. Even in the first trailer, I remember going. This is a boring ass trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just whatever. Like I love Johnny Cash. I love Nine Inch Nails. I love that song, but it didn't bring Wolverine to me. And knowing that it was going to be rated R, um, I was like, okay, that's exciting. James Mangold, he did a he did a great job with the Wolverine. A lot of people don't give that movie a lot of credit because I like that movie. movie so bad the ending fight that final fight with that cgi silver samurai that came out of nowhere was so stupid that i just you know it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth i still do really like that movie a lot but still if it was rated r and he was killing ninjas be even better um so this this took this just took every shitty thing and origins every shitty thing and in uh, X3 and just all the times that they really just didn't treat this character right. And they, they gave him, they gave him some love. So um, I was, I was beyond happy. It was, you know, it was bittersweet because what a way to go. (laughs) I mean, like very, very few actors can say that the characters that they brought to life got a satisfying ending the way that he did. Especially at Superman four, <laughs> right? Especially after that many years. I mean, when think mm-hmm. about it, like, what did you? Think? Well, he's the longest running. Exactly, Professor Ross, I, I guess. Professor, like Ross. that first scene when he fucks up those guys. Like, weren't you like, oh my god, this is like the Wolverine movie where he's stabbing those 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 ruffians in the head and just mm-hmm. like going berserker style on them. I mean that that alone opened up this movie to, all right, this is the precedent of violence that we're going to introduce into a Wolverine movie. Like we didn't see that in the other ones. I mean, the thing about these movies, and I know we've talked about it many times about how like in Marvel's been kind of changing what our perception of like a, a comic book superhero movie can be. But, like, comic books have been doing it for so long. You know what I mean? And it's, like, it's not a game changer when you read your characters in a different type of situation. And 
but it did it, you know, just cinematically, the fact that we got this really quiet kind of movie and put Wolverine into like these really shitty <laughs> situations <laughs> where you know that everybody that he touches is going to die because that's the plight of Wolverine. But he also has been a mentor forever, even though he doesn't want to be, you know, to Rogue, to uh, now X-23. And, you know, he kind of picks up, <laughs> kind of picks up girls along the way and like teaches them <laughs> how to be, you know, women, I guess. And um, he's, he's that unlikely anti-hero. And, uh, you know, this movie really personified that, that, that character, that relationship. And um, that Wolverine, as much as he hates to be the good guy and hates to do the right thing, he can't help it. You know what I mean? He can't avoid it. He can't avoid it. He can't avoid it. Yeah, like that Mexican lady coming to find him and he's just like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Get the fuck away from me. Fuck you. And yet he knows deep down like he has to help because that's who he is. I mean, it starts starts in first class. I mean, it's like, you know, get the fuck, like, get the fuck out. Go fuck yourselves. You know, it's like, and then it goes to the next one. It's like, he... (laughs) the character of of Logan is is an anti-hero and in the end it's like the beginning was professor x takes care of him and now we have this final movie where he takes care of professor x and like that like patrick stewart plays his role like amazing like uh, you would never like it's sad to see the state of Professor X in this movie, but at the same time, it's comical and they played off as that. Mm-hmm. But then it's at the same time, you know, there's a much darker secret behind uh, where where Professor X has gotten to this point. Yeah, I thought that um, that was a good twist to the Old Man Logan uh, story. Old, in the comic, Old Man or um, Wolverine hasn't used his claws in forever because he believes that he's killed all of the X Men. And in this movie, Professor X did kill, kill all the X Men in Westchester and a bunch of other people. And, you know, because his powers became too unstable, um, I thought that that was really that was a brilliant way to kind of tie in that mythos there. And, sad just like you said it was like super sad like sad i don't know how many times i cried during this movie i it's a, it's a seriously upsetting movie it's an emotional roller coaster it is because uh, it, it is because we've become connected to these characters and there's only like four characters in this movie to be honest <laughs> yeah pretty i mean like big ones yeah um another little homage to um, old man Logan was the family that they go to visit. And then you get like those wealthy, like landowners who come and they're basically the Hulk, the Hulks from old man Logan being like, Hey, you owe me money. And (laughs) this is our property. And they kill, you know, they, they end up getting killed and stuff like that. But I thought that was, that was a cool, interesting little, uh, nod there as well to the to the original comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought 
that X24 was docking, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely kind of crazy. Um, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I didn't see that coming. Even even when they showed uh, the 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 readout on the screen, I was just like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like a young Hugh Jackman shows up on screen, and like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, beast mode, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this movie was very unpredictable. Even mm-hmm. when you're sitting there watching it, which I have a lot of respect for for a movie that, um, you know, you know, after after you would think after this many like 20 years that you could be like, all right, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's a comic movie. This is going to happen. This Logan did did things to my like to my brain that I walked out of that theater and I was just like, Oh, this, I, 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 I should go. I really should go see this again. Yeah. I did want to see it again, just to kind of absorb it all again. Yeah. Not be so shocked by everything, but um, shocking. (laughs) It's, it truly is. I I mean, I mean, it, it, it's shocking because of the violence level in the first place. I mean, like Deadpool, Deadpool is like violent, but it's fun. So you can kind of like absorb it in a different way. This was like, this is, this was like violent, but oh my God, I have to deal with like our favorite characters either dying and like evolving and then dying. (laughs) Well, to me, this, (laughs) this was as excited as I got in X2. When yeah. they come into the to the mansion and he quote unquote berserks out on them, and we were all like, "Whoa, that is crazy! That's Wolverine!" And then, like yeah. in Apocalypse, <laughs> and you saw like a, you saw little splashes of blood, but you didn't even see Hugh Jackman really. Um, well, actually, no, because he did have the helmet on, so I guess yeah. it was Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but, that um, is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like him going through there, but still, I was like. Yeah, but I also saw this in X2, so it didn't really blow my mind. This was like, what? Like, because even in the Wolverine, like when he slashes, there's no blood or anything like that. This, right. this was very like, clean. It's very clean. And they made it clean, and there's like guns, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And like in this one, they you know they made a point. I don't use guns, and he doesn't. He doesn't have to. What what happens when a dude has knives on his attached to his fist? I mean, like that's it. It's, it's it was insane to me. It was like this. It had to me that first scene and seeing him like wild, like just go crazy like that, had me almost to the same level as seeing Vader in Rogue One, where yeah. it was like. This yes. is the character personified. It's what you've been reading in the comics. It's what you've been reading in the books. It's what you've always wanted to see that character do. And I'm not just saying just violence for the sake of violence, but it was like, this is, this is the character. This is what exactly. he does. He's exactly. What he does. And what he does isn't good. <laughs> yes. Yes, Exactly. And that, and that's exactly the point. Like, people say, like, that we glorify violence, that we, that we like embellish it, that we love it. It's like it's, it's not just that. It's, it's the fact that we, that we love the, we have the respect for these characters because of who they are, mm-hmm. of what they do, 
And it's just like, yes, we love, we do love violence. It, it's it's nothing wrong with loving violence, but it's it's the fact that it's the replication and the emulation or whatever you want to call it. Like you're representing the character properly, and like that's why we freak out because it's like, oh my gosh, you're not just candy coating this. You're not just you're not just saying, oh well, this is this is Wolverine or this is Darth Vader because this is what this is what they're supposed to be. This this is what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And 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 thank you and and just thank you for you know probably representing them to the general public or on the big screen or whatever you want to do because this is what we've been waiting for our our entire geekly lives. Yeah. There. So those were the moments I actually almost cried at mm-hmm. seeing X twenty three like go fucking berserk like <sighs> snarling like looking like little wolverine i was like oh my god this is this is crazy to me because (laughs) it's it's going to be the same feeling and not necessarily in a violent way but when we see luke skywalker light up a lightsaber and go crazy on a bunch of guys it's going to be like this is what we want this is what like what episode eight yes yeah yeah exactly like we are like tears are going to shoot out of my eyeballs at that because just to see these, these are the things, things that we imagined. If we see green arrow in a, in a cinematic movie, you know what I mean? Don't even say <laughs> it. So just certain things like that. And I know you started off by saying like Wolverine has been one of your favorite characters. Like he was my also like it was always Spider-Man and Batman. They are tied for first place. Wolverine and Punisher are such a close second. Wolverine right. a little bit more because like I have the toys, I still do. I have a shit ton of comics. Like Wolverine, you know, whatever. If you, if you grew up in our time period and you read Jim Lee's X Men, there's no way you don't fucking love Wolverine. <laughs> like this is it's impossible. Exactly. So, um, who are you? Who are you? If you didn't love that character? Jeez. One curious thing that I wanted to point out, and I know Fox takes a big giant fucking dump on our timelines, but they set up at the end of um, apocalypse to show Mr. Essex and the Essex corporate, sorry, Essex corporation specifically stealing the blood of Wolverine. Like why the fuck did it have to be alkali transigen instead of just being Essex core? Like that right there kind of was like, okay, I guess, if you you know maybe there's going to be some tie to it, and I would assume there's going to be some tie to it in Supernova, the next X Men movie. But it, do, wouldn't that just have made sense to you? Like at least the smallest little like why 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 did you show it in Apocalypse if you're not going to just show it? You know, just say Essex somewhere. I kept looking. I'm looking on like fucking billboards and like the water yeah. tower, and I'm like, where's Essex? I just you know what for. I would say for Hugh Jackman's final movie, why overshadow him with a like a villain like Mister Sinister? Um, it's not that, but it's just but, like why did you set it up like that? Because you can still you can still throw it into another excellent movie you want to. I I understand what you're saying, and like it would have been really cool to see like a villain like Mister Sinister. Be I in don't know. Movie. I don't even need to see Mister Sinister at all. I just you said Essex Corporation. But they just they showed they showed accident in this movie, no? No. It was the alkali 
corporation and Transigen was like its Mexican off brand. It was it was just whatever. It's a it's like the smallest thing to nitpick on. I just I, thought it was curious. I don't know. Um, I did think it was cool how they decided to kill mutants off uh, using corn syrup and like in everyday products. It just it made sense. Like let's just weed them out. <laughs> like I thought that was kind of genius. It fucked up. Fucked up. Absolutely. But um, uh, you know, we got Calban in this, um, <clears throat> who sniffs out mutants. Calban was also in Apocalypse, and different actor. Stephen Merchant was in this one. I thought he did a good job, but you know, I love Stephen Merchant. He was good. Yeah, I, I, it's a good tie between the movies. Um, it's a good like change of heart of the character almost. So. Um. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? The funny thing is, like, when you think about Old Man Logan and the whole like storyline that like Mark Mark Millar came up with, there's it was very dynamic. It's very rich with characters and everything like that. This movie was bleak. It had it had like Wolverine. <laughs> it had Caliban. X twenty three and the Reavers. Professor, Professor X. X. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, all right, let's just keep this very basic. Let's make this as insane as possible with what we have. Instead of making it too like elaborate and trying to like copy what Mark Miller did. And I think that's that's something I have a lot of respect for because instead of like trying to say, oh well, maybe this character helped him like played the Hawkeye part and like these characters played the Hulk parts and stuff like that. They did something that was very independent to, to the storyline they wanted to adapt. And that's, that's why like this, uh, this, this guy at work was like, Oh, well, you know, I read, I read the original Mark Miller story and like, does it have anything really to do with the movie? I said, no, I said, just go watch the movie mm. and just appreciate for appreciate it for what it has has to offer you because it's not what like what Marvel originally like originally had to do with the movie. So yeah, they um you know they took their liberties, but they they created a story you know within that hundred million dollar budget and one that <laughs> really I think you know it did a good job of really focusing it on the on the character. And then the relationship with X twenty three. I mean, that was oh, that was huge. I really hope we get to see her in the next one. Um, I loved, I loved that kid, that Daphne Keene, that yeah. young actress. Yeah, she she did a fantastic job. I was worried that they weren't going to let her talk, but I'm glad that she did. Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole movie, like she was very expressive mm-hmm. in her acting. And she, she she didn't speak through at least like three cores of the whole entire movie. And then, um, what did you think about the kids, the uh, Richter and you mutants at the end? <laughs> so they they introduced another the, another major mutant from uh, X Men Lower Richter, which is funny. Um, but you know that's 
it's funny because that reminds me of like like beyond thunderdome and and like all these other crazy like posts of like apocalyptic movies where there's like this this little cell of uh survivors and in this it makes sense because who's going to carry on like the mutant uh the mutant story or the mutant uh, agenda do you believe that the characters that we met in this movie and, and maybe not exactly the actors and actresses but that that is our new mutants i don't believe in anything that fox puts gives to us no okay i'm just curious because it i i, I think it, it would be. actually make sense it could be like you want to like throw those, like they go to Canada and then they make yeah Victor, like they, instead of wolf spain you use uh wolf x23 then who's macy williams play well that was her wanting to play it you know, uh, Tyrese yeah. wants to play John Stewart. Does it mean he's gonna be John Stewart? No. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it all don't get me wrong. I'm all about werewolves on screen, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. You know, it all depends on what like Deadpool and Cable want to do, like jump through time and and whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, they will rebuild the timeline. What did you think about the uh, Reavers? I I couldn't give I I really didn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean I mean that's that's why I say like I'm glad that Mister Sinister was not a villain in this movie because it gave it gave Hugh Jackman a really more time to shine than than building a big villain for this movie. Um, yeah, they were like oh. Uh, we're kind of like these badass guys that just want to like fuck up mutants and hunt down Professor X and oh, is that old guy in that in the in that planetarium and da da da? <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know what? Fuck the villains. This movie, this movie was about building Hugh Jackman till the end and then killing him, and that's uh, that's why I'm glad they did do uh, Mister. Uh, Mr. Sinister. Yeah, I thought it was interesting um, because, like, <laughs> there's a scene where she's running away from them and they shoot at her. And the main guy, and I can't remember what his name is, his actor is Boyd Holbrook, but. Donald. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. So he's like, oh, don't shoot at her. <laughs> she heals. Then all of them follow her into the building with guns. It's like, why Why do you even bring guns? The yeah. people that you're trying to shoot both can heal. So it's useless. It, it was just weird that they did it like that. I don't know. There's, there's nobody that can, like, match up to them. No, it was it was ridiculous. Like, don't, don't shoot them other than, like, that harpoon, like, thing to stop them. Like, that makes sense to me, which was cool. Um, fucked up. But it, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of who. What else? I really, I don't know. What like so overall? I guess out of ten, what do you give it? Eight point five. Eight point five. What do you give Civil War? Eight point five. <laughs> what do you give Doctor Strange? Nine point zero. Really. 
and Winter Soldier, nine point nine point five. That's insanity to me. That's because you and I are different people. You just said that Wolverine is your favorite character of all time, other than Luke Skywalker. So, yeah, exactly. So, so he gets an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm a tough judge, bro. Winter, so I love Winter Soldier way more than that than those movies. Winter Soldier is still a better movie than Logan. Oof. I, I gotta watch Logan again. <laughs> I don't know. I I do too. Exactly. That's the point, though. I will put it in eighty-five, and I'll put every other fucking movie at seventy-five. I I see. I put it at like ninety. A ninety. Okay. And then I would, you know, like I might. Was this I, this movie it, to me was better than Doctor Strange? I do. You do remember telling me that uh, telling you that I pissed during the ending of the movie. Yeah, you did. Um, I went to the Alamo. Yeah. I got drunk. I watched the movie, but you should not watch the movie when you're drunk. No. 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 It's a very intense movie. Oh, maybe you should watch it when you're drunk because. Not your first emotional. time. How about that? Watch I don't know. Time. It was awesome. Well, yeah. we're both in agreement that it's a fantastic movie. Um, very emotional. Best Hugh Jackman's done ever. And, you know, what a way to go. Very satisfying ending to that, to that character, to both those characters, to that and Professor X and the introduction of X-23. So it was just, uh, you did it in, in two and a half hours, I think. He, two hours, 15 minutes. Killed it. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Nick. Snicked it is. Um, all right, where can you find us? Nicked. Nick at night. All right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you can find us in the uh, the uh, <laughs> social media world, uh, Facebook at don't forget to dot. <clears throat> don't forget to tell dot. Don't forget to tell dot. Com. Um, and don't forget to tell one at Facebook. Correct. And if you listen to us uh, either on Stitcher or on iTunes, if you listen to us on iTunes, don't forget to rate and review us and share us with your friends and tell us what you thought of Logan. Um, this is Casey saying, may the claws be with you. <laughs> and this is Chris. <laughs> 